Welcome to episode 111 of the Civil Engineering Podcast, the first podcast dedicated to helping civil engineering professionals succeed in work and life. I'm your host, Anthony Fasano. I'm a licensed professional engineer who practiced as a civil engineer, but eventually decided I wanted to focus more on inspiring engineers rather than doing the engineering myself. So since then, I've written a book called Engineer Your Own Success and I've traveled the world helping engineers. And through this podcast, myself and my co-host, Chris Knutson, try to bring you information that can help you succeed in every episode. I've also had the honor of authoring the American Society of Civil Engineers Careers and Leadership column for the past few years. In this episode, I'm going to give you five reasons why every civil engineer should get field experience on project sites as early on as possible in their careers. And I do believe that you'll find value in this episode, whether you're a new civil engineer charting your career path or an executive who needs to advise your staff. I'm doing this episode, which I'll explain when we get into it, because I get this question from civil engineers multiple times per week. My co-host Chris and I both believe that in order to be the best civil engineer you can be, you must consistently get better. Get better at your craft, your people skills, and as a leader. And that's why we publish this free podcast to help you do just that. Before we get started, this is a free show and our sponsors help us keep it free. So please support them. And now I'd like to recognize our sponsor for this episode, PPI, by asking you to listen up later on in this podcast for my advice on how to advance your career in 2019. I'll be sharing info on where to find practical tips and time-tested resources for your civil engineering licensure exam. Don't miss it. I also want to mention that we do run a remote online workshop called the Engineering Management Accelerator Online Workshop. You can enroll as an individual engineer, or we have company teams that can enroll together. And we have a session coming up soon. Our next session starts in mid-March, and I'm really excited about this workshop. We continue to get companies and individuals that email us after the fact, telling us how they've really implemented some of these skills, and they've made complete game-changing progress because of it. In fact, I just had an engineer out in California tell me that she implemented a couple strategies from the productivity routine that has like doubled her productivity, which means that if you think you're too busy to take this course, believe me, you're not because it will help you to become more effective, more productive, and just become a better overall manager. This course is for engineers that are aspiring to be managers who are managers and want to become more effective. You can find out all the details, including the dates of our next session at engineer2manager.com. That's engineer2manager.com. All right, now it's time to dive into our civil engineering conversation of this week, which, by the way, is also on YouTube. That's right. We recorded the video for this one in our studio, and you can find that on our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash engineering careers. All right, let's jump in. Civil Engineering Podcast. Civil Engineering Podcast. All right, so this is a topic that's really, really important to me. And what I'm going to focus on here today is I'm going to give you specifically five reasons why I believe that all civil engineers should get field experience. And what I mean by field experience is I mean in the field, like on project sites, right? Not just working in the industry. And the reason that I feel pretty strongly about this is, first of all, I did it myself. I started out in high school doing land surveying over the summers. And I kept saying, this is engineering? I thought of bridges and buildings and all this stuff. And 
it really changed my career. And I feel that it made me a much more practical engineer in terms of designing. And I'll jump into that. But that's really why this is a topic that's really interesting to me and important to me. And I get questions on this specific topic all the time from civil engineering students asking me, should I continue on and stay in school full time and get a master's degree? Or should I go out and get field experience, get work experience? I want to kind of do this episode in a sense to answer this question. And this episode is also, it's on our YouTube channel. The Civil Engineering Podcast is now on YouTube. And you may be listening to it as well on iTunes. Either way, welcome aboard. We love having all of our listeners and we love all the feedback. But what I do want to say, and I've written articles on this topic in general on my ASCE careers and leadership column, is I want to preface what I'm about to say by saying this very clearly. I am not against civil engineers getting a master's degree, a technical master's degree. I think it can be very helpful. But my point with this episode is to reinforce the importance of field work and how important that is to civil engineers. And listen, depending on the discipline of civil engineering you're in, a master's degree may be more valuable, less valuable, whatever the case may be. However, I'm basing this on my own experience. I'm basing this on talking to many civil engineers and talking to many civil engineering executives. And I wanted to get this message out there. So if you're a civil engineering student, if you're a young civil engineer, if you're an executive who has to advise your younger civil engineers, here's five reasons that I believe is really important for you to get experience in the field on project sites as a civil engineer. The first one is that, as I said earlier, it really helps you to be a practical engineer. What does that mean? I'll give you a perfect example of what that means. When I was working in the field as a civil engineer, I remember watching them construct a catch basin and putting different stormwater pipes into the catch basin at different angles. And what was interesting about it to me is when I went back to the office and I got into AutoCAD and I saw this little box on the drawing that represented the catch basin, I started noticing that people that hadn't been in the field would just draw all pipes at crazy angles going into this box because listen, it's just a couple lines going into a rectangle. But once I was out in the field and I realized that you can only put a certain number of pipes into a catch basin, or if one pipe comes in at one level, then another pipe needs to come in at a different elevation on the same side of it, then I was able to change my design. I was able to make it more practical. I was able to make better details for the contractors who had to build it. And that doesn't happen if you don't see it in the field, or if you don't talk to someone and get yourself into the field to see it happen. And I think that in the world of civil engineering, listen, You need to go to school. You need to take all the technical classes and courses and the textbooks are important and all that kind of stuff. You know, I'm not looking to offend any professors or anything like that with this episode, but I didn't learn anything about the construction of a catch basin when I was in school. It just wasn't exactly in my course. It wasn't in my hydrology course, right? I learned how to do all the calculations in terms of watersheds and things of that nature, but not the actual construction side. So that's the first reason. It can help you to be practical, which is really, really, really important. The second reason is it helps you to think in reverse, thinking about the construction first as opposed to the design first. A lot of civil engineers will, their boss will give them a project and say, hey, start designing it. We want the site here. We want the catch basin here. And I talk a lot in terms of land development because that's what I did as an engineer. So that's why I'm using those examples. And you'll look at it. You'll say, okay, that looks good. And you start designing. You get into CAD, you got your civil 3D and all that stuff is very helpful and productive, right? But the problem is, is that if you didn't actually see what's going on in the field, there may be a condition out there that you're not aware of. If you didn't go out and meet the client on the site and understand that they wanted to have a layout a certain way or another way, then you're not going to be able to do that in the design. So when you're forced to think in reverse and when you've seen projects being built before, when you start to do the design, those construction issues come to the forefront of your mind and say, geez, remember on that last project, we had that issue with that wall 
I got to be careful on this steep slope. I don't want to have that issue again. I want to make sure it's completely buildable. You're thinking with the end in mind first. And that could avoid a lot of change orders, a lot of issues in construction by having more constructible plans. So that's the second reason. It allows you to start with the end in mind and don't just think of the design first. The third reason that I think it's important to get out there and get field experience, get on project sites is people interaction. I don't know about you, but civil engineering to me is about people. We work on project teams. We work with architects, contractors, developers, real estate developers, other engineers at other companies constantly. So if we're not focused on that 100%, just improving our people skills, we're not going to be a, a great civil engineer. And when you get on a site and you got the contractor there, you got the owner there, you've got maybe a couple of your colleagues there, you've got maybe an architect there, you've got some laborers working around the site, right? You have to interact with people. I will also say that you need to be careful and you need to consult with your boss in terms of you're going to be out there talking to the client and you want to be polished to do that, but your boss may be with you. That's fine. But my point is, is that it forces you to interact with people. And then when someone calls your office and says, hey, we're having a problem with this part of the site, we're going to need to change order, you know the person. The person knows that you've been out there. They know that you've seen the site and that makes a huge difference. And so don't underestimate the power of people interaction in civil engineering and field experience allows you to do that. Now, I will say too, listen, getting into the field in terms of just getting a job right away, I think is valuable because you're interacting with people, but there's nothing like being on project sites in intense situations. Something comes up on a site, you have to think quick and deal with it. All that stuff helps you and builds your people skills. And I recently published an article on LinkedIn talking about limiting factors for engineers, which you have technical skills as a civil engineer you have project management skills, and you have people skills. If you don't develop any one of those, it becomes a limiting factor as to how good of a civil engineering manager you can be or a leader you could be in this field. And this gets those, and the people skills are usually the ones that lag behind. So this can drive them up from the beginning of your career. The fourth reason is, builds upon the last reason of interaction with people, is you get to know the industry and the construction lingo. It's just, you learn how to talk to these people. You learn how to say the right words. And that may not sound like a big deal, but when you get into an extra, a change order, and you need to talk the lingo with people, you're going to feel much more confident. And they're going to be like, oh man, geez, Anthony really knows what he's talking about. I'm not going to be trying to cheat him on any issues or items or materials or anything like that. You know the lingo and that builds your confidence. And that is completely invaluable. I don't care what anybody says. That is completely invaluable. Another thing that you can't learn necessarily in a classroom, unless you're up in front of the classroom speaking on a regular basis, but the confidence building component of getting out in the field, being put into pressure situations. I remember when I was a civil engineer working on a project where they were doing some paving work. It was my first time I'd been in the field on a paving project and I happened to get a contractor. Guy was really down to earth. He was really nice. And he kind of walked me through and explained everything to me. And I got a really good feeling for it, a really good handle on it so that for future projects in terms of paving, I was really comfortable with it. And I was comfortable going up to the contractor and saying, hey, how come your uh, coarse thickness of that layer is not what it should be? We need more than that. You know that that's not good enough. And I would feel confident saying that. And that makes you a better civil engineer. There's no doubt about that. The fifth reason that you should get experience as a civil engineer, especially early on in your career, is because once you get promoted and you move up in your career, you're never going to get in the field. I won't say never. Every firm is different. Every opportunity is different but chances become less and less because they're typically sending the younger engineers into the field to do that kind of work, inspections, reports, et cetera. So get your feet out there in the mud, put your boots on, get out there 
and learn now. And the reason I wanted to talk about this a little bit is because some of the articles that I wrote did suggest that you should, when you graduate with a bachelor's degree, you should get right out in the field. Like I said before, I don't have anything against getting your master's degree. And I know ASCE has done a lot of great work with the body of knowledge. And we've had an episode just about that. And there's definitely a place for additional technical knowledge. But me personally, if I have the option graduating as a civil engineer to go into the field and start working on project sites and getting out there on projects versus staying full-time and getting my degree, for me personally, based on my experience, what I did was I went into the field right away. I got a job. I was able to get on sites, see things, and I did my master's degree in the evenings. And it was very effective for me because I got to learn right away, right? I got my feet wet, got my hands dirty, got right into it. And that year experience or that couple of years experience while I was doing my master's part-time was invaluable in helping me to be what I thought was an effective civil engineer. So for those of you out there struggling with decisions like this, I just wanted to outline the reasons of why it's important to get working right away, get experience, get in the field, do internships, do whatever you can. If you know someone who owns a small civil engineering firm, volunteer with them. I was lucky in that someone that I went to high school with, his father owned a small civil firm, and that's how I was able to start doing it in high school and get out there and do some land surveying and see sites and see how things were built. But I literally get this question two or three times a week, and so I felt that I had to record some episode around helping people make that decision. And I know that you know there may come a time where you'd be required to get a master's degree in civil engineering, and that may be the case. But all I can tell you is based on my experience and based on talking with hundreds of civil engineers... It's extremely, extremely powerful to have that field experience. Civil Engineering Podcast. Civil Engineering Podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's episode focused on the importance of field experience. As I said throughout this episode, it's just a topic that I'm really passionate about. It is a game changer when it comes to your effectiveness as a civil engineer, in my opinion. I mean, think about it as a civil engineering manager, if you're trying to direct people on your team about how to deal with project issues or challenges, if you've never been out in the field, it's just more difficult to do that. I do once again want to thank our sponsor for today's episode, PPI. Do you feel stuck in your job? Not sure how to move forward? All of us have been there at one point. One surefire way to move up in your career is to get your civil engineering license. The best place to gather info on licensure and pick from multiple print and digital review options is PPI twopass.com. PPI has helped over 4 million engineers, including me, pass their licensure exam and become leaders in their fields. They offer licensure exam prep for the FE civil, PE civil, and SE exams. So no matter where you are in your path to career advancement, you can count on PPI support. Take the first step towards making 2019 a great year for you professionally and check out everything PPI offers to make your journey to engineering licensure as smooth as possible. Visit ppi2pass.com to find essential licensure exam prep books, digital review, and helpful tips and advice. That's PPI, the number two, pass.com. Again, I also just want to mention if you are a civil engineer and you are progressing and you either are close to becoming a manager or you are a manager and you want to improve your management skills, please consider our Engineering Management Accelerator online remote workshop, which you can find at Engineer to manager.com. That's engineer, T-O manager.com. Our next live session starts March 21st. However, you can also sign up today and do the on-demand version and go through it on your own and still have opportunities to ask questions through a group coaching call at the end. 
So please consider it. I promise you it will change the game for you. I mentioned in the episode today briefly what we're referring to as the engineering management skills trilogy, right? You have to have sound technical skills. You need to have project management skills. And you need to have those people skills. And those people skills do often lag behind. And whichever one of those skill sets is your least effective, that's the one that's your limiting factor. So if your people skills are only at a level two and you're at a five in project management and you're at a 10 technically, your overall success can only be close to a two because your people skills are limiting you. So our engineering management accelerator online workshop can help you. It won't take you a lot of time and you'll be able to do it on demand if you like, whether you do the live version or not, we provide recordings. So again, check that out at engineer2manager, engineer2manager.com. And remember, you can find the show notes for this episode at civilengineeringpodcast.com. Look for episode 111. There you'll find a summary of the key points discussed in today's episode. And you can also leave comments for me. We do check the comments from time to time and respond. Until next time, I wish you the best in all of your civil engineering career endeavors. Thank you for listening to the Civil Engineering Podcast. Be sure to visit civilengineeringpodcast.com where you can listen to past episodes and also submit your project to be featured on the show. We also invite you to visit our main website at engineeringcareercoach.com and download a free three-part video series created specifically for engineers to help you best utilize LinkedIn for networking, improve your communication and speaking skills, and also help to develop your leadership abilities. Now is the time to engineer your own success.